So glad that you're here. My name is Ben. I'm one of the pastors. And man, we've just been having such a great series this month in the book of Acts. And so if you have your Bible this morning, Acts chapter 2 and Acts chapter 19, as we continue our series, the spirit, the mission, and the movement. And we've been looking at what it means to be the church as we've been going back to the book of Acts and seeing when the Holy Spirit was first poured out upon the church. Did you know that today is Pentecost Sunday? And what that means, it's the birthday of the church. So turn to somebody beside you and say, you're the church. Happy birthday. You see, the church is not a a building. It's not a denomination that you belong to. It's not about budgets and programs. The church is people. It's you and me, people saved by the blood of Jesus who died on the cross for your sin and my sin. And the Bible says that when you put your trust in Christ, that he died on the cross for you. Because he loved you, that God so loved the world, that he gave his only son. And then if you put your trust and your faith in him, you do not have to perish, but you get to have eternal life through Jesus. And you become part of his church. And Jesus said, I'm building my church. A pastor's not building a church. We, you know, that we don't have to look at a denominations. It's not about, it's not up to us trying to figure this out or kind of run some kind of organization. How many are thankful that Jesus Christ, he said he's building his church and that means he's building you and he's building me and he's strengthening us. And what he began 2000 years ago on the birthday of the church, the day of Pentecost, how many are thankful it continues today? And so that's what we're doing. We're going back and we're looking back not to stay back but so that we can go forward in Jesus' name. We need to go back, and we need to look back at the book of Acts, and that's what we've been doing in this series, saying, God, as we go forward, we're thankful for what you did in the book of Acts, but we believe for greater things even in the days ahead. How many know that when you read the book of Acts and when you see what God was doing and Peter's shadow, as he walks by somebody, somebody gets healed. How many know that even greater things can take place today? And I believe that God is moving all over the world today. I'll tell you right now, even in Iran, one of the missions organizations just said that in Iran, that is the fastest growing uh, uh, population of, of people becoming saved in any country in the world, even with the persecution, even with all the extreme activity that's happening in Iran, that the church is alive and that there are more people, there are more people saved in Iran in the last 20 years than in decades beforehand, in hundreds of years before. And, and God is moving today around the world. But how many believe it's time for Canada? How many believe it's time for us to see a, a breakout of the Holy Spirit and, and to see him move in power? And so today, as we look at Acts this morning, we're going to be looking at how do we host the Holy Spirit. And I want to speak to you this morning about positioning your heart and your life in in a deeper awareness of his reality, becoming more aware of his presence, becoming more aware of the reality of the spirit at work in you already. Because I believe as you understand and as you get a greater revelation of how the Holy Spirit is at work in you right now, it gives you a, a greater opportunity to move into a deeper level of breakthrough. How many believe we need a greater measure and a greater outpouring of the spirit upon each one of us today, I, I know I do. I just, I'm hungry for everything God has for me. And I believe we can experience a greater measure. The Bible says that Jesus had the Holy Spirit without measure. And we say, oh, that's because he was God. Well, it's true that Jesus was God in, in human form, but he was also man. So he was fully God and fully man. And as a man, you need to understand this, as a man, he had the Spirit without measure. That's good news for you and me. That means that we can live at another level than we're currently experiencing. 
That means we can, we can experience a greater measure and release and power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. But I believe the secret is about positioning our lives in a place where we are aware and that we are understanding that he is a reality in our lives, that he's active in our lives. He's coming alongside, as, as Jesus coined the term, the paraclete, the, the word there, the original word means the, the one who comes alongside the helper. And so we're looking at this this morning together. And uh, this is exciting. Acts chapter, no, let's start with John 14. If you have your Bible, let's start there first. Before we get to Acts, let's go to John. John chapter 14. Starting at verse 14, and I have it on the screens for you as well this morning. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. What a promise. And if you love me, Jesus said, this is the words of Jesus as he's talking to his disciples, keep my commandments and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper. Turn to somebody beside you and say the helper. Another helper that he may abide with you in the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him. For he dwells with you and he will be Watch this, in you. And I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. What a promise. Go to Acts chapter two. Acts chapter two, we see the disciples are gathered that day as Jesus had told them to go and wait in Jerusalem. He said, go wait, guys. I've been telling you about the Holy Spirit. He's coming. I've been telling you about help. I'm telling you it's better for me to go. It's better for me to go. It's great. It's nice to have him fish you know, for breakfast with me on the beach and all those cool things. But it's better that I actually go away. It's going to come a time, and you're not going to see me in the flesh anymore, but I'm going to send you my spirit. And I'm going to send you some more help, help like you've never had before. (laughs) Access to me like you've never had before. Even his closest disciples, even another level of intimacy and access. And he's saying, just go wait. And so here they are, they're waiting on the day of Pentecost. And they were all gathered together for the Feast of Weeks, and it was a Jewish festival, and it was a harvest festival. And the word there is Pentecost that we see as it's translated in the Greek, and so it's the day of Pentecost. And so on the day of Pentecost, it had fully come. They were all in one accord, in one place. I'm reading from the New King James, by the way. I like it, how it sounds. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. And one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. I said they were all. <laughs> not, just, not just the really holy ones, not the ones that were with Jesus and the others that, you know, not the ones with the Bible college degrees, not the ones that were really good Christians that never made mistakes. It said that they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And they were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and they were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. And then they were all amazed and they marveled, saying to one another, look, are not these all who speak Galileans? How then is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? Skip over to verse 11. 
And we hear them speaking. Here's what they heard. We hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of God. And so they were all amazed and they were perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this mean? And others mocking said, they are full of new wine. But Peter, but Peter stands up. I love Peter. He always had something to say. But now we see Holy Spirit filled Peter. And instead of cutting people's ears off and putting his foot in his mouth, he's saying something powerful. There's hope for you and me. There's hope for you and me. Now, Peter, who was denying Jesus, running from Jesus, hiding, I don't know Jesus. Now he stands up. He's going, I got a sermon. Listen on up over here. And he says, listen to me. And Peter stands up. And he raised his voice and he said to them, men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let it be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it's only the third hour of the day. In other words, you guys, they're not hitting the bottle. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. But this, and this is, I, I ended up actually going to the New King James, but I like what it says in the King James. It says, this is that. It says, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. So he's saying, this, what you're seeing, is that which was prophesied. What you're seeing is the Holy Spirit. And this is what Joel prophesied. And he was an Old Testament prophet. says, and shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. So I'm having more dreams and visions these days. What does that mean? And on my maidservants and on my men servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And they shall prophesy. Would you pray with me? Holy Spirit, on this Pentecost Sunday, we're hungry for you. Help us, Lord, to position our hearts and our lives in a deeper awareness and a greater sensitivity to your reality. That you are walking with us, working with us, coming alongside of us. That we can know you in a greater measure and a deeper revelation of what it means to keep in step with you, Holy Spirit. To be empowered by you. We welcome you. Invade our space. Fill us. Empower us. Breathe on us. Burn in us. And pour out your spirit, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. You know, there's nothing like the real thing. The real thing. You know what I'm talking about? Um... Coffee. I love coffee. I love a real cup of coffee. How many people are Tim Hortons people in the place? Raise your hand. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry to inform you, that's not real coffee. <laughs> that's brown water. Branded with a Canadian hockey player. That's not real coffee. I, when, I want, when I want coffee, I want a cup of coffee. I want... I want to taste it. I want it to be dark and rich, and I want nut, and I want, I want smoke flavor, and I want, I, want to, I want to drink that coffee, and I want it to wake me up inside. I don't, I don't want a fake cup of coffee. I want the real thing. How many know there's nothing like the real thing? I remember when Heather and I first got engaged, um, I was saving up to buy her a ring, and so I had a, a whole bunch of cash uh, saved up, and uh, 
friend of mine says, hey, I got married a few months ago. There's this guy. I bought a ring from him. They're huge rings, great price. He gave me his phone number. I phoned this guy, and he said, okay, here's the address to meet me. And this is before Google Earth or anything. So I went to the address, and it was a Dairy Queen in the east side of Vancouver, just off Hastings Street. And I kind of thought, well, what kind of diamond salesman? And so I walk in. The guy's got an overcoat, shady-looking guy. And he opens up this beautiful velvet thing on the table, and he dumps out some diamonds. And I looked at them, and right away, because I'd been doing my research, as a, as, as a young man should, who's you know, betrothed to a beautiful lady, I'd been looking for the diamonds. I knew the solitaire. I knew how it was cut. I knew how it shined. I knew that you got to look for the little grains and how pure is that diamond and what carrot is it. So I knew my diamonds. I knew the real diamonds. I knew what I was looking for. And when he laid them out on the table, friends, those diamonds were horrible. They were cut wrong. Most of them were yellow. And I looked right at him. I said, those things are not what I'm looking for. Those are not the real things. He was mad at me. It was a little bit sketchy because I'm downtown Vancouver. I got others as fast as I could. I went right down to the jewelry store. I took a wad of cash that I had in my pocket, and I laid out. I said, I want the nicest, biggest, real diamond that I can get for this money. And I got the diamond for Heather, and we, we got engaged. But there's nothing like the real thing. And when you, when you don't have the real thing, you know it. And you long for it. And I think that's the way God's made us to long for the real thing. You know, growing up in, in, in church, my experience is that, first of all, I'm very thankful for my parents. My mom and dad, who are actually going to be here in a couple of weeks, and uh, they love Jesus. And, and I, I grew up in church, and they, they modeled for me uh, what it looks like to, to live a, an authentic and a, and a real walk with God. They, they had an authentic relationship with the Holy Spirit. They they, they, were, they were people who loved God, believe in the supernatural and signs and wonders and all those things, but they were down to earth and they, they loved God and they, they modeled for me that. But, but I grew up in the church and it was in the 80s and the 90s and I don't know kind of what happened in some of these Pentecostal circles in that season, but there was kind of some stuff that, that, that was done kind of in, 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 in the name of the Holy Spirit and, and some of it was really powerful and good, and, but some of it, quite frankly, got a little bit goofy and a little bit circusy. Because what happened was a lot of people started getting involved and a lot of, a lot of pressure started taking place. I remember being at this camp and, and, and for me, I was just hungry and I was searching and I was, I was longing for a greater breakthrough of the Holy Spirit in my own life. I remember being at a camp and there was a guy and he was up there and there was a lot of pressure and they were you know, yelling and spitting and pushing and forcing. And, and, and friends, I, listen, I believe when the Holy Spirit moves that, that, and, and that he can move in all kinds of ways and I'm not trying to to make light of the fact that the Holy Spirit can move in different ways. And I'm, I'm wide open, but I know it, for me at that stage of my life, I was so thirsty for the real thing. And I just felt like there was pressure. And I remember people you know, seemed to be getting touched by God. And I was just standing there going, I want everything you have for me, Holy Spirit. And I want, to, I want the baptism of the Spirit. I want the fullness of the Spirit in my life. And, and man, I just, uh, I just kind of walked away from that camp altar really mad. I was ticked off. But you know what I did is I, I, I just with some counsel, with some youth pastors, and they just said, well, just begin to seek God on your own. So that summer, I just determined I'm just going to go downstairs. I had my bedroom downstairs in my parents' house, and, and I'm just going to begin to seek God. Uh, and, and, and I'm just going to seek God until, until I get a greater empowering of the Holy Spirit. What, I want the real thing. I don't want some kind of hyped up experience that I felt pressured into. I, w- I want to know God. I, and if there's more for me, and if, if, if I look at the prophecy of Joel, and this is, this is that, the, 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 and I would read the book of Acts, and I'm like, i got to see more of this happen in my life. And, and that's still my prayer today, a greater measure. But I was in that season, I'm just like, I'm not experiencing 
uh, what I desire and what I know is available for me. And so I began to seek God. And so I, I had in my room, you, you might remember these things. They were called ghetto blasters. How many people remember those? And I put in a little cassette tape, put on the music, and I remember just reading my Bible. And then one afternoon, one day, just felt like, you know, as I was in my room, the Holy Spirit just, he just began to minister to me in such a real way. As I just began to position myself in a place that said, God, I just desire to know you deeper. I, I, I found myself just longing to know him. And, and part of that was, was positioning myself in a place where, where I, could, I could encounter his presence, where I would just be in his presence where I could find myself in a place of, of saying, God, I, I want everything that you have for me, and, and, and I'm not going to leave this place, and I'm just going to seek you. And, and God began to fill me and, and empower me, and I began to uh, just feel the presence of God, and I began to call out to God, and I began to speak in tongues, and I began to just worship God. And I, and I, I remember just seeing visions uh, as God was just leading me in a time of prayer. And I remember seeing uh, in the first face that I saw was an Asian lady, and she was... Uh, in, in this vision, and I would begin to pray for this person. This face was an Asian lady. And so I don't know who that was today. And maybe when I get to heaven, there'll be somebody that'll come up to me. Hey, thanks for that time with the ghetto blaster. That was me you were praying for. And, and so, and then God began to show me my friends and some different, and I just begin to get a burden uh, for people. And this is what happens when we position ourselves. We say, Holy Spirit, I, I want to align my life in a greater place where I can host your presence in my life. And and I want to I want to dive into your reality. I don't want a fake thing. I want a real thing. I want a real experience. I want everything you have for me. God begins to stretch us and open our hearts for the things that really matter to Him. And He began to empower me. And I, I sensed a boldness on my life. I sensed a new fire in serving Jesus in that season, as I know that I had experienced a deeper work. And there's many times in my life that over and over I come back to that place because how many know that sometimes the well can get dry? How many know that sometimes we 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 just we need to continually. Uh, call on God and say, I just need a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. And maybe you're here today, and and that's kind of where you're at. I I believe there's some people here today, and first of all, there might be some people in the room, and and you are not a follower of Jesus. You would say, maybe I'm exploring faith or whatever. I want to encourage you this morning that you can be aware that God, that the Holy Spirit is already working in your life. That the Holy Spirit is already active and he's already working in you and he's calling and he's drawing you because the Bible talks about the fact that the Holy Spirit is the one, he, he leads us and he convicts us of our sin and he, he's the one that's at work in us and he's bringing us to, to salvation and to the knowledge of Jesus Christ and he's the one that, that's at work. I want to encourage you that even if you feel far away from God today, God's at work in you by his Holy Spirit. And my prayer is that you would have a greater awareness of that this morning, that you would respond but then there comes that point of faith where, where we say, okay, I'm, I'm surrendering my life to Jesus. The Bible talks about that's being born again, where we surrender our own will. And we say, God, I lay down my own life, and, and I, I surrender my life to you, knowing that you love me. You died on the cross for me. You, you, you came to forgive me of my sin. And I ask you, Lord, to, to come and fill my life with your presence. And, and, and what happens when you get born again, the Bible talks about getting born again, is the Holy Spirit comes and he, he lives inside of you. And my prayer is this morning that maybe you're a follower of Jesus and that you would begin to get a greater revelation and a greater awareness that the Holy Spirit is living inside of you. What a beautiful gift. Sometimes I think we just take it for granted that God's Spirit lives inside of us 
the same spirit that raised Jesus from the grave. Just think about that. This is why there was such a party that day. This is why there was such a, an incredible uh, commotion and excitement. And, 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 and Peter gets up and he's like, it's happening. Like, this is what Jesus was talking about, that he's sending his spirit now. And, and he's living in us and he's, he's flowing through us. And he's empowering us. And, and so this morning I pray that you would know as a follower of Jesus that the spirit of God lives in you. But, you know, Jesus also talked about the Holy Spirit as he's in us that he's like, he's like a river, he's like a well, he's like a spring. And my prayer this morning is those of us who are Christ followers would become more sensitive to the reality that the Holy Spirit is like a well in us, that the Spirit is like gushing out and pouring out, and he can, he can well up in us to a greater measure, to a greater influence, a greater release, a greater power of the Spirit is available right where you're at today because the Holy Spirit is in you. Remember that old song? How many people have been a Christian for at least 30 years? Raise your hand. Do you remember that old song? Spring up a well within my soul. Spring up a well and make me whole, whole, whole. Spring up a well, right? And give to, three people are like helping me out. Everybody else is like, I don't remember that song. I'm not, I don't sing that song. It's not cool anymore. It's not Hill. Is that Hill song? It's not Hill song. But if I went into, I am a C, I am a C-H, you'd all be there, right? But that song talked about spring up a well within my soul. Jesus talked about there's a spring, there's a well. And what happens is we become more aware. When we host the Holy Spirit in our lives, we say, God, I'm more aware of the reality that you are like a well in me, and you are wanting to 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 spring up and to spill out. And it's, he spoke of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And, and it's a mystery, but, it's, but it's, it's like there's this, the Spirit is in you and he like springs up. But then there's also an outpouring of the Spirit. That's, that's, a, that's a baptism. And in the Old Testament, it says that the Holy Spirit would, would come upon certain individuals and, and, and God would empower them to do certain things. Uh, one of the guys in, in you know, the Old Testament, uh, Bezalel, he was a guy that says that the Holy Spirit came upon him and as the Spirit of God came upon him, he had supernatural abilities to, to, to build and, to, and to, with art and crafts. And so the Holy Spirit empowered him to, to do things artistically that he could not do in his own uh, ability or talent. And so what happens is the Holy Spirit, when he, when he came upon Samson, for example, uh, he empowered him with supernatural strength. Samson might have been a strong guy. He might have had long hair. He might have had, you know, big muscles. He might have had a God's gym t-shirt, whatever. And he might have been this buff guy, but when the Holy Spirit came upon him, he had supernatural power to, to another level that God could use him. And so in the Old Testament, we see this, the prophets and other times where the Spirit of God would, be, would come upon somebody and, and great things, great, great things would take place. And, and then there was this prophet, Joel, as Peter mentioned in his sermon that we just read. And Joel was an Old Testament prophet. He said, you know how the Holy Spirit comes on certain people at certain times to do certain? There's coming a day when the Holy Spirit's going to be poured out upon everybody. And Jesus promised his disciples, he said, hey, my helper's coming. And he said that he's not going to leave you as orphans. He's with you. He wanted his disciples to know that 
the Holy Spirit's not so much coming and going, although somehow he's mysterious and he seems to kind of come and go. But I, I really believe it's really about positioning our hearts in a greater awareness. That Listen, we come to church and we sense the presence of God. And yeah, I believe there. I don't understand it all, but I, there's a dynamic and there's a flow. And, but do you know that in your bedroom, in your car, at, at your workplace, at home, as, on a walk, on a jog, that the Holy Spirit is there. He's, he's, he's active in your life. He, he's wanting to bubble up in a greater way. He's wanting to, to, to speak to you and lead you and empower you. And, and, and to me, I think the secret sometimes in growing in a greater measure and experiencing a greater measure of the Holy Spirit comes right down to awareness of his reality that he's at work in us. Just an awareness and then pausing and saying, Holy Spirit, come work in me, come move in me. And so let's just look real quickly. How do we grow in this awareness? Well, first of all, who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit, it's, I want to just kind of demystify this for you. He's the most beautiful person you will ever experience. He is the Spirit of God. He is the Spirit of God. Jesus is no longer here in the flesh, so he sent his Spirit. And we have access to God like we've never had access before. And sometimes we just kind of go, oh, well, that's kind of neat. And I feel like the Lord's saying, become more aware. Become more sensitive because I want to do deeper things. I want to do greater things. I want to bless your life. I want to help you. I want to empower you at a greater level. So doctrinally, we know the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. We understand it, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. We understand Father because, you know, most of us have a dad. And so we kind of get that. And we say, well, okay, well, he's a good dad. He's a good father. Okay, so we kind of can wrap our minds around understanding God that way. And then the Son. Jesus, the Son, so yeah, Jesus, he was God in human flesh, and he was tempted in every way. So I understand Jesus. I, I can relate to Jesus, but the Spirit, how do I have a relationship then with a Spirit, with the Holy Spirit? And then isn't he a ghost, and we, like, holy ghost, and how does that work? Well, ghost is a sim- simply just an old English word for Spirit. So don't get tripped up in, in language, but just understand that it is the Spirit of God it is the Spirit of God. The invisible Spirit of God is the Holy Spirit, and He is here today. And you can experience Him at a deeper level. You can, you can go deeper. You can let it spring up. You can let it overflow. You can be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And this is what happened as they came together in Acts. They were baptized with the Holy Spirit. And as they were baptized in the Holy Spirit, well, who is He? He's, he's God, and He's the Spirit of God, but how, how does, what does He do? And Jesus talked about he's our helper. He's our helper. Isn't that encouraging to know? That God, his Holy Spirit, he's our helper. His heart is to help you today. His heart is to help you in every area of your life, to help you in your marriage, to help you in your relationships, to help you in your business. How many are thankful that the God of the universe, he said, I've come as your helper. I'm here to help you. And you know, one of the things that he helps us with, he reminds us of who we are when the devil lies to us about who we are. He's, he's I'm, I'm your helper. I have not left you as orphans. And the reality is there's some people here this morning and you think I've sinned. I've made mistakes. I'm not good enough. I'm not godly enough. I haven't read my Bible enough. I haven't done enough Christian things. And you feel like an orphan and it's a lie of the enemy. And Jesus said, I'm sending you my spirit. And he's going to remind you. He's going to glorify me. He's going to remind you of the things I said. And he's going to remind you that Jesus himself even said to the disciples, I'm sending a helper. I'm sending a helper. And he's going to remind you that you're not a 
alone, that you're not an orphan, that God is with you, he's for you, he's in you, he's around you, he's flowing in you like a river, like a torrent, and he's coming on you and upon you to empower you. And the resources of heaven, as we are people who are spirit-filled, what does that mean? It means we understand the Holy Spirit is actively involved as a helper. We need to become aware that he's convicting us, and we get saved. We get born again. And as we're born again, he comes and lives inside of us. We're full of the Spirit. We have the resources of heaven. That's why we can walk with him and keep in step with him and speak to him and listen to him and pray to him. But then we also know that even as he's in us, he can well up within us, and he can come upon us, and we can flow in a greater revelation and a greater power. That's why... As I mentioned, as Peter's walked by people, there was such a hosting of the presence of God, such an awareness on his life that when he walked by people, his very shadow, people would be healed because of the, the, the awareness and the welcoming and the hosting, I believe, of the presence of God in his life. He just kept saying, Holy Spirit, if Jesus experienced you without measure, I can, I can experience a greater measure. And the reason why I believe we don't always experience a greater measure is, is usually is up here. I don't believe there's a, a demon in hell that can stop us. But usually it's right up here. It's usually how we think. It's usually a doctrine. It's usually a, it's something up here that says, well, I, I see the Holy Spirit. I'm scared of the Holy Spirit. I saw this thing happen, and I want the real thing. And if your heart is for the real thing, I believe this morning that God wants to reveal himself to you as he pours out his Holy Spirit on your life in a greater way. He wants to pour out on our church. He wants to pour out in your life. He wants to be your helper. He wants to help us. Let him help you. Let him help you. Let him help you. You saw the movie, The Help? He's better. He's better than Oprah Winfrey or whoever was in that movie. All right. He, he's the helper. It was Oprah Winfrey, wasn't it? I never saw that movie. I don't know. He wants to help you. So how do we develop a greater awareness? I, I want us just to conclude by looking at Acts 19 real quickly. Paul's in Turkey. This is about 20 years or so. Most people believe it's about 20 years after uh, the birthday of the church. And uh, he's in northern, uh, you know, he's up north, he's in Turkey. He comes to a place called Ephesus and he finds some disciples of Jesus. So let's read it. Paul traveled through the interior regions until he reached Ephesus and on the coast he found several believers. And he said, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believe?" They said, no, we didn't even know that there was a Holy Spirit. So he says, then what baptism did you experience? And they replied, well, the baptism of John. And Paul said John's baptism called for repentance from sins. But John himself told the people to believe that one would come later, meaning Jesus. And as soon as they heard this, isn't this beautiful? As soon as they heard this, they became aware. As soon as they became aware, look what happened. They were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And then when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in other tongues, and they prophesied, and there were about 12 men in all. What do we, what do we learn from this? What do, we, what do we get from this? Here's something I want us to get from this this morning. They didn't have their, their doctrine all figured out right. They, you know, they didn't, they didn't have their, okay, we got this all figured out, all of our, our eyes crossed, and, our t- and we, we, okay, we understand, you know, this is kind of how it works. They didn't even know the availability of, of the Holy Spirit, the baptism. The, 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 and so they were just open-hearted. And I want to encourage you this morning just to be open. 
is to say, God, make me more aware of your presence operating in my life. As soon as they became aware, they just said, yeah, we, we want everything God has for us. We just want everything God has. Is that your heart's cry today? I just want everything God has for me. And I believe in, in, in doctrine. I believe in having a correct doctrine and a right doctrine. I believe in understanding the word of God. I, I'm not uh, dismissing that at all. It's very, very important. But here's somebody that sometimes we just, we miss out on a deeper revelation or a deeper experience in the Holy Spirit because we think we have to have it all figured out. And I believe we just need to be open and say, God, I just want everything you have for me. I want everything you have for me. And so it's about positioning our lives in a place of saying, I want the real thing. I want to walk in a greater awareness that he's already at work in me before I'm saved. Once I'm born again, he's at work, he's in me, he's bubbling up, and he's also available to fill me to another level, to a greater measure of experience, his power, like we see in the book of Acts. He's available. He's no respecter of persons. Everybody here, if you're hungry today, God will fill you. You don't have to have your doctrine 100% right. I mean, work on your doctrine, please. But it's, it's just about an open heart. Please hear my heart this morning. Don't let things trip you up or hold you back because you saw something or you experienced something that was negative or you saw somebody and they spoke in tongues and they were, apparently they were Pentecostal, but, but their lifestyle was completely off over here and you just kind of were like, I can't, how do I even just be open-hearted, just position your heart in a place because as you open up your heart, you begin to host his presence in a greater way in your life. I want to encourage you to stand up with me this morning. Bill Johnson gives this amazing illustration. I think it's beautiful. He talks about the fact that Jesus, when he was baptized in water, says that the heavens, you know, they opened and there was a voice and the father said, this is my son and whom I'm well pleased. And then it says that the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, descended like a dove. Like a dove. So Bill Johnson says that if the Holy Spirit is like a dove, he says if if the Spirit, if this is like a dove on my shoulder as I preach, how aware and sensitive will I be as I move around and Now, he'll never leave you as orphans, but to experience a greater measure, it's about awareness and hosting. It's about us saying, Holy Spirit, I'm aware that you're you're here. You're you're empowering me here. Because we do know from Scripture that we can grieve the Holy Spirit and we can quench the Holy Spirit. doesn't mean that he's left you. He's with you. He's, He's in you to operate in a greater revelation of his power, we can quench the spirit. We can grieve the spirit. And my prayer is today that we would come to this conclusion of this service and if it's in your heart to say, I just want to receive everything God has for me. I'm, I'm open. Some of you are like, I didn't even know there was a Holy Spirit or I heard about the Holy Spirit, but I didn't really know that there was a greater measure that I could experience. You know, greater things, Jesus said, that, that we would do than even that he did and there's greater capacity in each one of us and as I'm going through Acts and as we're going through as a church we're saying God we want to look back so we can look forward and and I'm just I'm just getting more stirred up all the time I'm just like God I want to see more healings I want to see more salvations I want to see signs and wonders and and miracles not for the sake of miracles but you know you know what's happening to me I'm not just hungry to see miracles and stuff like that 
what's happened to me is I'm beginning to feel God's heart in a deeper way for people. And that's where the power comes from. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You're going to begin to get a a deeper heart for your neighbors who don't know Jesus, a a, a deeper uh, longing, a deeper love. Uh, You're going to have more boldness to be able to share your faith with people. Even this week, I would, I would challenge you just to, for a moment, be aware and to say, God, okay, you're in me. Spring up within me, Holy Spirit. Overflow around me. Go before me. Work miracles. And just welcome and host. Practice hosting the Spirit. Put on some music in your house. Put on some music in your car. Just put on it. That's why, you know, one of the things we did this morning was kind of put on that black gospel. You think, what, is, what kind of crazy church is this? Don't they know that the gospel music's not cool anymore or whatever? Who cares? It's about just saying, we welcome you. We want you. We want more joy. We want more power. We want more fullness. We want a greater. And it comes to, down to hosting. It comes down to being gentle, being sensitive, being listening, being hungering, being opening. Not just busy doing our things and running around and, and stuck in our theologies and stuck in our bad experiences. Let God heal you. Let God break those chains and those lies off of your life and just let him lead you to a place of saying, I want to just pour out all of my goodness, all of my power, all of my anointing, all of my glory, all of my grace on your life in a new way. If you're hungry, say, I just want more. I want the helper to help me. I want the helper. I need breakthrough. I've been praying. I've been asking God for breakthrough. I just, I want to position myself in a place where I say, dove, come land on my life and fill me and empower me at a new level. I want to encourage you to raise your hands and to raise your hearts in this place today. I'm going to ask our prayer team to even come at this time. We're, we're going to just move into a time of worship and prayer this morning just for a few moments. And I know that there may be some people here today and you've got some kids in Sunday school, so we're going to encourage you just to, if you need to slip out and get your children at any time, you'd be welcome to do that. But we're going to kind of unofficially dismiss the service in the sense that we're just going to move into a time of prayer and, and waiting on God welcoming him, saying, come land on my life, Lord, in a deeper way. Come bubble up within me again. Some of you just need a fresh, because we get dry. The well gets dry, friends. I get dry. You get dry. And and Paul says to, to continually be filled with the Spirit. We need a fresh influence. He said, I'm 1979. I got baptized in the Holy Ghost. Honestly, that's great, but who cares? What about today? What about, what about today? What is God doing today? And just let him, just welcome him. Say, river of God, spring up in me, overflow, empower me. Lord God, lead me and, and, and bring me to a place of, of greater, a greater measure of walking and of being aware of his reality in our lives. Can, can we just pray that prayer today before we go? And, and tonight, I would encourage you, if you want uh, uh, to linger in the time of the presence of the Lord. Tonight we're going to be praying for the baptism of the Holy Spirit or a re-baptism or we're going to be laying hands on kids and youth. And and so tonight at six o'clock, come on out for prayer if you just want to continue in this flow today. Uh, But right now we're just going to worship and let's just welcome him as we worship this morning. And if you just want to receive prayer for breakthrough or for a fresh empowering or a fresh baptism or a fresh release of the Spirit of God in your life in a new way, a greater awareness, a greater sensitivity. Uh, he's not left you as an orphan. He's, he loves you, and, and He desires for you to experience greater things in your life today as we think about the Holy Spirit and how He empowers us to be on mission. And, and, and the world needs empowered Christians. There's too many powerless Christians. We need more. There's too many lost people for us just to just to go to church and, and live in a certain level of comfort, being comfortable. We just, we just got to say, God, I want everything you have for me because time is short and God is moving all around the world. Thank God for what he's doing in Iran. But we say, welcome Holy Spirit to Calgary. 
Welcome, Holy Spirit, to our lives. We want more. We want more. We want more.